welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. My name is Phil Nasons. They used to call me Fantasy Phil. I guess they still do. He's Nick Bretwish, the Sticks Man. We're here to talk a little Monday Night Football with you. We got a little special showdown for you later. We'll talk about some sports movies. Nick, what's happening? You crushed it yesterday, I hear. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Uh, yeah, very good day yesterday. It would have been a lot better if Christian McCaffrey didn't score that last touchdown. But I guess uh, any week of profit in DFS is good, so I will be happy with that. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to be on the podcast with you, the new director of content here at Win Daily. So congrats to Phil. You're an awesome guy here and one of the guys that keeps the boat rolling. So congrats to you and looking forward to going over these two showdown slates we got for you. All right. Yeah, I like the sports movies better. But yeah, I became the director of content on Saturday. And, and, and I've been very lucky because I've gotten to talk to some people. I already know Nick. So it's easy to talk to him, and I talked to some of the other writers. I'm really excited because I, I think Scott did a great job. Scott's moved on to a, he's still with the company, and, and it's great to have him here. But he's doing some other things now, and I've jumped in there with both feet, and I haven't drowned yet. And we're looking forward to bringing you the best content anywhere on the interwebs for sports betting and, of course, DFS. So thank you for the nice words you said. I was a nice guy. I appreciate that. You know, sometimes I'm not, but who is it? You know, but I'm an old guy, so, you know, I, I, whatever. Anyway, we have a Monday night football game. And yesterday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pat myself on the back again. I guess this is something we do every Monday. I pat myself on the back with my football prowess. We were 5-0-1, and Baker Mayfield's touchdown goofed me. Would have been a perfect day. What a bummer. Hey, 5-0-1 is a big, a big day. I yeah, think but- I, only, I only played three of them, but all three hit. So thank you for the... Uh, the knowledge that you always bring, and you help me pick my game. So See, I cannot you complain. I'm going to put a cyber tip jar out. That's what I'm going to do. You know, one time when I was doing my radio <laughs> show, one time I was doing my radio show, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, Nick, and I, uh, I, I, started getting, I was getting these messages, and, and it was people asking me for parlays. I want to pick I, – I, I need a good three- to five-team parlay. So I would always write back, I need cash. And uh, I'm not going to spend all day doing this for fun, you know, so you can get money. I do this so my people can get money. And that's why I do it. But no, I'm only kidding. I, I love being able to drop that knowledge. That's why Jason brought me here to do that. I like, you know what I like the best, though, is ex- trying to explain why I choose who I choose. I always do that with at least one game. And on today's column, I wrote more about today's game than any other game I think I've ever written at Win Daily Sports, not where I work at stats, but for this site, oh my God, I, I wrote a big one today, Nick. Awesome. I'm looking forward to reading that because I personally do not have a good read on tonight's game from a gambling standpoint. Okay, well, I, I don't really either, but uh, I don't like the spread at all. Um, this game can go either way, I think. What do you think about yeah. this? When you look at this game, what do you think about this game? So on the app that I use, I'm seeing like 60% of the tickets are on Seattle, and usually that that makes me look the other way unless there's some sort of line movements that point in a different direction. But I would have guessed, I always like to, uh, before the week starts, on Monday I usually kind of make like a a rough idea of what I think the spread should be. Mm-hmm, of course. Uh, Monday, Monday, Monday before the week. So today I'll do that for week 11. Last Monday I did it for week 10. And I had San Fran just favored by three and a half, and then I saw six. I was like, whoa. Like Seattle's good, and I don't know. It's it's a divisional game, game too, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a big one. 
Yeah, six six is scary. I don't know what to do there. I, I think I would just take Seattle, but I you got to look into the game more than that because San Fran's defense is absolutely incredible. They looked a little bit more human last week on uh, in Arizona, but that was on short rest, and they had a lot of time to prep for Seattle in this game. So I don't, I don't know. I think it, I think it all maybe blows. I like the under at first look, but I don't know. We'll talk to you because I know that people are betting that it opened at forty four and now it's at forty seven. So the public obviously likes the over here. So I don't know. So I'm all Phil. sorts, all sorts of mixed up. Phil Phil likes the over in this game. This is going to be a shootout. Russell Wilson is an MVP candidate. He's got a couple of nice receivers he can throw the ball to. You know, San Francisco, like you said, they looked a little bit human last time, last week, week nine. But at the end of the day, what you have is you have a veteran football team with a superior coach. And what's going to happen is these guys aren't going to get phased. Now, of course, San Francisco's defense is real, and that's what it all boils down to when you're handicapping this game. And what you said is exactly the way you should do this, by the way, Nick. You should figure out what the score is for yourself. You know, that's called handicapping and give reasons why you do what you do. And and one of the things that you have to decide right off the bat is the San Francisco 49ers defense for real? And if it is, can the Seattle Seahawks penetrate that that defense? And I believe that they can. The thing that leads me to the over, though, is because the Seattle, Se- the Seattle Seahawks defense leaks like a sieve. Yeah. Leaks like a sieve. And when you've got Jimmy Garoppolo slinging the ball like he does, and he can. Now, George Kittle might be out tonight. He's doubtful right now. But even without that, I'm looking at more than 50 points scored in this game. Wow. Okay. Well, I was on the other side there. But, again, I didn't really – I didn't have any strong reads there. So it's good to hear you at least back the over. So maybe that's what my play will be. But I'm sure we'll we'll get a little – a better feel as we go over the showdown slate. Maybe that puts us in a good direction. Well, I think it does. So what do you think? Do you think the San Francisco – because we're building our slate for Monday Night Football at FanDuel and DraftKings, and we're just going to give out names. And the, the, our listeners are very savvy, and they know the prices. They just want to hear who we like. And mostly they want to hear who the sleeper is because, you know, it's the obvious choices are there. I mean, you don't need to follow football, really, to figure that out. But are the forty is the 49ers defense for real in your opinion? I I think yes, but then again, going back to last Thursday, Atlanta or Arizona kind of did whatever they wanted with them at the end of the games. But maybe San Fran was playing more of a prevent defense to keep keep the lead there, but not give up any big plays. But I don't know. I I think they're the best defense in the NFL. Them or Pitt? Pitt is incredibly impressive for me right now. I like them a lot. Yes. And they showed out again yesterday. They did. That was a good game. But uh, and you didn't mention the Patriots. Do you think the Patriots is a paper tiger defense? I, I don't want to say much about the Patriots because, like we said on last week's show, they haven't played anybody until that game against Baltimore, and then they got exposed. So sure we'll did. see. We'll see how the Patriots do as the schedule gets tougher. They were obviously the best fantasy defense in football going into that game, and then and they just got carved up by Baltimore. So, you know, we'll see how they do against more good teams as their schedule moves on here down the road. Well, you know, you brought up Kyler Murray and how he had a good game against the San Francisco 49ers. And and I kind of feel like any quarterback who's extremely mobile and has a threat to beat you with his feet is going to is going to give that team a hard time. 
Um, I think if I were going to choose an MVP, I'm going with Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, or Chris Carson from the Seattle Seahawks tonight. Okay, I'm uh, I'm the opposite there. Well, Russell's obviously a always viable for the MVP spot because he's so versatile and can do so many different things, and he could blow up with any quarterback out there. So I what I really like. Jimmy Garoppolo, because the way to beat this Seattle defense is through the air. You could run on him a little bit as well. So I do like Tevin Coleman and Matt Burita there. They're just for the MVP spot, it's like you're, you're guessing if you play a running back on the San Fran side, you're guessing which guy gets the touchdown because right. they split time. So I really don't want to go with that in the in the MVP spot. And kind of what I learned from David Jones on the uh, showdown slates, he's the showdown slate king. Um, you really want guaranteed volume from that. So. I do like Russell. I think three guys are going to be in play for my MVP spot. It's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo against the Seattle defense. I think you could pass all over him, especially now another week of Emmanuel Sanders getting used to the the offense and everything. I think he should have a big game, so he's going to be in mine. I love his matchup in the slot against uh, Jamar Taylor, who on pro football focus is one of the worst cornerbacks that plays the middle of the field. Yeah, he's got a very bad rating there. So take that for what it's worth. I, I like to watch film and kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for there? Confirm that the rating is poor, but Emmanuel Sanders is an excellent route runner, and I think he should just have his way with Jamar Taylor in the middle of the field. So I like Emmanuel Sanders for right around eight catches, I think I have him projected for, and that should be very good in the MVP spot tonight. And then, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. So Garoppolo, Emmanuel Sanders, and then I will have a little bit of Russell in there as well. I think I'm going to be heavy on San Fran in that MVP spot just because I know that the best way to beat Seattle is through the air, and I think that they're going to do that tonight. And you made a great call on the uh, running backs because uh, the San Francisco running backs are similar to playing San Antonio Spurs players in daily fantasy NBA. You never know what they're going to do. You never know which guy is going to get the rock, and it's not a lot of fun. It's fun if you're a San Francisco 49ers fan because you're winning every week. Mm-hmm. But when you're betting on these things, you know, you got to kind of go with what's most likely to happen, right? Right. I, I'm with you there. So that's that's my whole thing with the MVP spot is just guaranteed volume. And I think that Emmanuel Sanders, Jimmy Grapple, and Russell Wilson obviously have guaranteed volume all day. So does Chris Carson. But the San Fran defense, I think, is number one in DVOA against the run. So that's going to be tough going for him. But he gets the ball so much so i don't know you know if he gets 20 carries he could easily pop one he gets like 90 percent of the snaps for seattle so carson's obviously in play as well it's just not the matchup that i'm looking to exploit so i'm gonna go with yep emmanuel sanders garoppolo and then a little bit of russ those are good calls now my my reasoning for russell wilson is i think that they're going to be playing catch up tonight i have a feeling and they're going to have to air it out and that's going to rack up some points, maybe some garbage time points too, because they're they're not going to go down without a fight, not a Pete Carroll team. And I, that's why I like him, and I, I like Chris Carson because I'm just a Chris Carson guy. And Tyler Lockett, Tyler's going to be in there, but I, I like what you just said. I, I think I'm going to have to look at Jimmy Garoppolo a little closer. I might even go with Emmanuel Sanders. That's a great, great observation, great analysis, and we're really happy that you do watch that film. Now, so we got our MVPs and captains out of the way. Who do, do you like somebody, say, for example, like a Jerron Brown? Uh, I, I was looking at him. I just, I don't know. 
the last three weeks he's played 20 or the last two weeks 23 percent of the snaps and 28 percent of the snaps so it looks like david moore is getting more of the work as a route runner for seattle that number three and then one of the things I just want to say, like, is Josh Gordon going to play tonight? He's got a pretty high price on both of those sites here. 7000 on FanDuel. I think he's 8100 on DraftKings. I'm just going to full fade that, and if he beats me, I'm, I'm cool with that. But I think you know, there's so many red flags of Josh Gordon. I don't know how involved he should be with this offense, especially with Seattle playing well lately. I, I don't know. That's a great question. So, yes, Jerron Brown, David Moore, and then I guess Josh Gordon's this number three spot for Seattle. I believe I would go David Moore just due to snap counts, but Jerron Brown obviously gets a lot more red zone targets. We always see him score randomly throughout the year. But that's tough. And then the one thing I want to circle back on, you made a really good point that not just for showdown slates, but for DFS in general, you talked about Russell Wilson having to play from behind. I think that's a lesson that a lot of DFS players need to learn is having a game script like that in your mind. We talked about maybe making our own spreads to kind of, you know, use our own judgment to figure out how a game's going to go. And that's exactly how you need to look at players too. So like yesterday, I really, I mean, it wasn't a, a groundbreaking play by any means. I really like Kyler Murray because I thought that, Arizona wasn't going to be able to stop Tampa Bay at all. And then Arizona really doesn't run the ball that much. So my whole game script there was that he was going to be passing a ton. He runs the ball a little bit too, but if Tampa Bay was putting up points, it should be, you know, all signs go for uh, Kyler Murray there. And he had a great DFS day. And I just wanted to circle back because you kind of made a game script for Russell Wilson. And I think that DFS players need to think about things like that. If they're going to be playing from behind, well, there's that guaranteed volume that we talked about for the MVP spot. If Russell's chasing points, Russell's passing, Russell's going to run. So that is a game script, and that is volume on, you know, volume for Russell Wilson is passing the ball and him taking off and running. So I just wanted to kind of give you a thumbs up on that and just kind of, you know, anybody listening, I think that's how you need to go after every slate. Try to figure out what you think is going to happen in these games and how does it affect fantasy players that you're interested in. See, that's why I took Tyler Lockett, because he's the guy he's going to be looking for mostly. So it only makes sense to have these guys in that lineup together. You know, it makes sense to have a quarterback with a receiver, his favorite receiver in these showdowns, because you got to play contrarian, but you also have to be mindful that you have to rack up points as well. I mean, you're going to have to eat some chalk. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's a lot of chalk. Now back to Josh Gordon. He is not on any designation for injury. So more than likely he'll suit up. Whether he plays or not is another issue altogether. But I'm with you. I'm going to fade Josh Gordon and let him beat me if he does. And that's yeah. okay with me. Now, another question. On DraftKings, we've talked about this. 49ers defense. What do you think about the 49ers defense, Nick? So I definitely like FanDuel more on the showdown slates because you don't have to make these kinds of decisions. <laughs> but it's it, on DraftKings. It's a better, you know, there's, I think uh, a week or two ago, David Jones tied with like a hundred people for first place on FanDuel. So it's like, okay, that happens a lot. It's usually never just one winner on FanDuel. You have a lot better odds of doing that on DraftKings just because there's two extra players on there with both defenses. So if you want to get different, DraftKings probably the slate for you because you could play these defenses. And I, w I would definitely play a little, little bit of San Fran D. But if you like the over, I'm just going to go with all the guys that should rack up yards and touchdowns in this game. But well, I think San, San Fran should be good for three or four sacks. They do it every game. 
Well, they do. And, and the other problem is that Seattle also allows sacks. So, yep. I mean, you got that to mention, too, and you got to keep that in mind. If you think that the 49ers defense is the real McCoy and that they're the historically good as their numbers say they are, you could probably think about putting them in the captain spot at DraftKings. Yeah, you definitely can. I don't think a lot of people are going to do that because everybody respects Russell Wilson in the Seattle offense, so I think that'd be a very good way to get a little bit different with your lineup build. I think so. Why not? I like to be different. The other day I put my kicker in the Thursday night, Monday, the Thursday night showdown I did with the show with Scott Engel, King, and I put the kicker in. Badgley. Yeah, he had a, he had a solid game, right? Three or four no, goals, he, sunk, he sunk my battleship. But but I but I still cashed with that lineup because it was so different. And, you know, Scott, he couldn't basically finish the show because he was so stunned that I would do something like that. <laughs> but but that's why you have to win. But that's how you win. You have to have some nads. Like uh, David says in his article every week, he says you got to have some nuts to win this one. And you got to be a little bit crazy, too. So, like, for putting a guy like Jacob Hollister in the lineup, that might be have some nuts, right? Yeah, he's coming off a career game. Definitely could ride that uh, ride that hot streak. And I don't think – I think one of the best ways to attack Sam Fran is with the tight end, too, because their corners are so good. They'll play a lot of man coverage. So, yeah, Hollister's definitely in play for me. I just – you're going to have to pick one of these cheaper guys, and he's one of them, so – He's going to be on my board. I'm just trying to only keep it to maybe seven or eight players tonight for me, but he's going to be one of them. What about Rashad Penny? Uh, I'm going to be out on him. I love his talent. I mean, they drafted him in the first round, and he still barely plays. But I was looking at their snap counts as well. He hasn't gotten anything. 15% last week, 30% the week before that, and then just three the week before that. So, this looks like it's Carson's job, unless Carson fumbles early. So if you want to be, you know, if you want to be crazy, like David's talking about in his articles, then if you want a game script that Carson fumbles today and maybe gets put in the doghouse, then Penny gets more of a run, sure. But if Carson doesn't fumble, I don't see Carson getting off the field. That, yeah, that's fair. Um, DK Metcalf, he's someone I'm high on. What do you like about him? For sure, home run ability there. That's that's a guy that's very hard to cover. I mean, he's just so big, even if, you know, I don't really think that uh, Richard Sherman is Richard Sherman anymore, but he's a big guy. He could he could body up with Metcalf, but I like Metcalf there. It's just if anybody's going to go for two touchdowns in this game, I think Metcalf is the guy for that. So that's someone you definitely got to have him play on the showdown slate. Oh, yeah, he's a dual threat, that's for sure. Okay, so we pretty much went through this lineup, didn't we? Yeah, for the most part. Is there anybody out there that we haven't talked about that you may want to put in your lineup or you may want one of our listeners to consider putting in their lineup tonight? Oh, is Marquise Goodwin playing? That guy's always in play for me on a, on a slate like this because he's the home run ability guy for San Francisco. I just he, he was a coach's decision scratch last Thursday at Arizona, so I don't know if, if just because they got Emmanuel Sanders that pushed Marquise Goodwin out. I don't know. So that's, if he plays, if he play, he hasn't played the last two weeks. I think he had something personal going on in week eight. But last week it was just a coach's decision. So I guess he's out of the running there. But, I, I mean, Debo Samuel's a stud too. It's just I don't really see any home run ability from every, anybody. You know, with George Kittle being out, Marquise Goodwin would be that guy for me. But it, I don't think he'll play. If he plays, I'll give him a look. 
But yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm just so high on these guys that are going to get volume. I think it's you're t- right. It's tough to throw a dart with anybody else. There and aren't any darts it, to throw. It looks like Ravi Gold's out as well, and I don't think the other kicker is even on the slate on DraftKings. I don't think so either, and that's going to make things dicey or also. Or FanDuel. So maybe get Myers in there for Seattle. He's a good kicker if you want to play the kicker. I hate I hate the showdown slates that I'm even talking about a kicker, but the kicker's in play for me for sure. But he's got a high price, 9500 on FanDuel. Eh. I'd rather go to Hollister at 85 personally. And then... I don't know. It's. I think it's going to be David Moore for me will be my flyer instead of Jerron Brown. Yeah, David Moore is one of my guys too. I like him. You know what? Without that, without Robbie Gould, they're going to be in big trouble. This is going to come down to a field goal this game, I think. You might want to lean towards Seattle, but just I'm just leaning at this point. It's still early, so we're, we're ready to rock and roll with the real portion of the show. Yeah, the good part of the show, we're going to do – our showdown slate for sports movies so we got a little bit of an age gap here so we should have some great uh differentiation in our answers i'm excited to do this one it was hard for me to to pin down seven movies because i I like a bunch of them we could i mean we could do co-categories of this another time with sports comedies like there's a whole different there's so many good sports movies out there there's a ton of them you like if you like sports like we do i'm sure you're gonna like all these movies oh i'm sure of that so who's your mvp my MVP, this was unanimous. I didn't really think about it too long. I love Remember the Titans. That movie gets me pumped up, and it's <laughs> a great story about, you know, just history in America and all the troubles that we had with the, the racial divides back in the day. And this is a great story of a southern community kind of integrating and, you know, becoming one. So it's a, it's a great story with history, but it's also an excellent sports movie. Denzel Washington kills it. And, uh, that backside George reverse they run to win the state title, I think that gets me going every time. That It makes me want to run through a wall. So remember the Titans, without a doubt, is going to be my favorite, uh, my MVP spot. That's mine, sports too. Movies. Really? My, All right. Oh, yeah, that's, that's mine, cool. too. Great soundtrack. Yes. You know, oh, yeah. All those soundtrack. old songs. They got like a lot of Credence old in there. Songs, I, I like Credence. Those songs all came out when mm-hmm. I was a kid. But uh, every one of them. I, I had a great time. I watched that movie. There was a blizzard. I had stopped working at the Desert Inn in 2001 when it was imploded, and I went to New York, to Long Beach, New York, and I taught tennis at a club there, and I stayed with my friend Scott Fiedler and Jay Fiedler, who was the quarterback at that time for the Miami Dolphins. So anyway, um, it was a blizzard, right? And we got something happened with the DirecTV, and we had the movie pack. We had everything. And only channel that worked was the Remember the Titans one, whatever channel that was. It just stayed on it. And we watched <laughs> that thing was on speed. Dial, all That was the soundtrack of the blizzard. It was great. That was my guy. That was my movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I lived in that time, so it was different. But, yeah, okay. So who do you got next? Who's your next? Who, who's your flex? One of your flexes. My, my top flex is going to be Miracle. The what? story about the uh, was a 1980 Olympic hockey team that didn't use any pros and took down Russia then ended up getting the gold, and I, I just think that that was an awesome story. I didn't live it. I wasn't alive then, but my dad said that, that was just an awesome time because I think that the country was going through some struggles there as well, but that was something that everybody could kind of rally on. 
in that call by Al Michaels. I, I listen to that every time, you know, right when they win it. Um, I think it was Al Michaels, right? He made yes, the call on the winning goal or not the winning yep. goal, but when the clock ran out. So that's awesome. Always good to be Russian stuff. I'm sure they're tapped into this pop podcast for spying on us or whatever, but I just want to thank Russia for losing that game because that was that obviously made a great movie. It was. I watched so I think it with two two Disney movies I chose there. That's kind of interesting. That's but a good thing. I watched that. Those that movies movie, are awesome. Oh, they are. That movie was not in my list. Is not on my list. But I, I watched that game with my grandfather, and it was a fantastic game. He he at that time he had cancer, and it was a rough period for us, our family. But I got to watch that game with him. That was such a joy, and that's always a special memory. And uh, that's a great one. But my second movie, my top flex is Eight Men Out. The White Sox, right? Yep. The My White boys. Sox. <laughs> Your boys. Yeah, I didn't pick it because of that. But that when you talk about history and you want to talk about things like game fixing and such things and gangsters, that's all the kind of things I kind of know about. And so when that came out, I, I enjoyed watching that movie. And, and so that was definitely there for me. Um, if you get a chance, you want to watch it. That's that's well, I've, I've seen it. Do you know a little more of the history on that? Because I, I know like the movie only tells you so much. I think that that's a that's a really good story. If anybody's bored, if you got work off today for Veterans Day, I think that's a great story to look into. Because that was like Arnold Braustein, right? Yeah, that was pretty was. big on that. He's a really big character in that show. I told you to watch too, Boardwalk Empire. So I think you'd really enjoy that whenever you get time. But yeah, if you have any more history on that movie that the the movie doesn't really talk about. I'd love to hear it sometime, but yeah, that's a, that's a great story. And I just yeah. wanted to say, yeah, I loved your little story on miracle too. Like those events that you always remember where you were at. I think that's really cool. So, Oh yeah. Nice, I remember nice to hear your story like that with you and your grandpa. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. We watched it. He was in the hospital at that time. Cause at that time when you took, had chemo and such, you had to be inside the hospital. So I, I stayed there and it was on late. I remember that too. And the nurses wanted to kick me out. My grandpa said no. And that was the best part. But anyway, my next movie, Slapshot. <laughs> That's a great movie as well. That did. Uh, that was close for me. It, it's more. That would make my sports comedies for sure. I, I love hockey. But Miracle made it for me. I, I, I glanced over Slapshot. But I think that that, that was going to make a comedy comedy uh showdown for me but it did not make my list but that's an excellent one that's funny the hansen brothers always a good halloween costume if you need a punt play just get the jersey and the glasses with the tape on it and maybe a couple black eyes and you're good to go i saw the hansen brothers play in real games they played for a team called the saginaw gears and i'm from that area and we used to have my grandfather and i had season tickets and we used to go and watch the hansons they weren't the same in real life but that's neither here nor there. who's your next flex uh hoosiers Great movie. All right. Um, Gene Hackman, I believe, the that little Indiana town. I forget what, what town it's uh it's not too far away from where I live, but um great story. Love that movie. Excellent movie. Oh yeah, that is an excellent movie. It was done in the high school gym there too, or a middle school gym, right? Um I, a friend of mine actually it's from that town and I can't remember what it is now, but it's what is it? Oh, it doesn't matter, but that's a great movie. I that didn't make my list though. But um, I didn't even make my top ten. I, I I wasn't a big fan of that movie, but it was a great movie. You know what I mean? You ever had? You know, sometimes there's just great movies that you just don't get, and I, I guess that was one of them for me. But uh, Slapshot. I think it was, was in Milan, Milan, Indiana. Was the yeah, time. that's what it is, Milan, Indiana. Bad News Bears. You remember that movie? Absolutely. Which one though? The old one or the oh, new the one? first one with Tatum O'Neill <laughs> in it. 
you know, Tatum, because Tatum ended up marrying a friend of mine. And uh, so that was interesting. But she she was definitely a trip. And, and that was definitely a great movie. Yeah, that's a funny one. I like both. I like the remake with Billy Bob Thornton. He's hilarious in that movie. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's right. I didn't even know there was a remake. But, yeah, see, this is why we work together. <laughs> I learned some new things. Give me another movie. I'm going to go with The Sandlot. Any kid in the 90s loves that movie. That was a big part of my life. Everybody wanted to the Benny the Jet Rodriguez and where their PF flyers and I actually have pictures of myself uh rolling up my jeans like they used to do in that movie if you remember that they always, like they had the jeans and they'd fold up the bottom a little bit but just just neighborhood baseball in general I think anybody that likes sports or played baseball as a kid can always remember when they were going to the their local field or whatever they were doing playing wiffle ball in the backyard and they wanted to be Benny the Jet Rodriguez or throw the heater like uh Oh man, I forgot his name, the pitcher, but I should know that. Maybe I'll watch that today. I got to catch up on that. Be better. There you go. There you go. Um, I like the movie The Natural. Oh yeah. Okay. And I got a story for that. Um, when Jay Fiedler, go ahead. That, that's a great soundtrack too. Oh yeah, Jay Fiedler. Score that movie. Jay Fiedler Sorry, wore Fiedler. number eleven for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he wore number eleven for the Minnesota Vikings, and he wore number eleven for the Jacksonville Jaguars. When, he, when Dan Marino retired and he signed with the Miami Dolphins, number 11 was taken. So he chose number nine in honor of Roy Hobbs. So when I see Jay, I sometimes say, hey, Hobbsy, how you doing? And, and the reason, because not many people know that story, but that's how he got number nine. He chose that because of Roy Hobbs, because that's one of our all-time favorites, the natural. Go ahead, give me another one. We got one more each. I'm going to go with the rep- – yeah, two more, I think. Two I more. Yeah, uh, the replacements. Keanu Reeves. Okay. Kind of about a um, a fictional NFL lockout, if you will, but excellent movie. Very funny. Um, a lot of good motivational speeches as well. Good football flick. Uh, I love the replacements. That's a good movie. I I saw half of it. I fell asleep. But yeah, because the scab thing is a kind of weird thing when you're ex athlete. It's kind of a weird deal. But. Uh, yeah, I guess it was pretty cool. Keanu Reeves was. Oh, Keanu Reeves has been in some good movies for sports. Yeah, it's Gene Hackman again. I guess Gene I'm, Hackman. I guess I'm a, I'm a Hackman truther. You must be. You <laughs> must be. You know what movie I like? Major League. Yeah, that was one on the border for me. That'd be my MVP in sports comedies. Okay, because it was pretty funny. I don't know how much how real it was, but it was pretty funny. Um, so we got one more each. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Give me your. I'm going to go Glory Road. The story about the, I think it was 1966 Texas El Paso team that, uh, that it's another kind of racial divide story about America coming together. So I guess I'm a sucker for that. But it's just an awesome story, awesome movie. I love basketball. You know, I, I guess I love all sports, but basketball and just, I guess those real stories that really happened, I think I'm a sucker for. Because it's cool to kind of, you know, put yourself in their shoes and imagine what life was like back then. But that's that's an awesome story. And Bobby Joe Hill, great player. I always liked uh, watching some of his highlights. I, I don't know. Who did he play for in the NBA? I should know this because I watch it sometimes. But he was kind of a, an innovator in the way that he played back- Who? basketball. And kind of sh- Bobby Joe Hill. Bobby Joe Hill. He was one of the, he was the point guard on that team, I think. Right. Didn't he play for the uh, Sacramento Kings? I don't, I don't remember. I should know that. 
I can't. I, I remember the guy, but I don't think he was a big star in the NBA. Was he? No, no, no. He kind of changed the way that college basketball was played, I guess. Yeah, well, they're about to change the game again the way it's played. Yeah. With all that, they're going to start getting money. You know what? You're going to have kids staying in college now. Yeah, if you watch some of his, his highlight film, they do have his UTEP film on YouTube and stuff. He was just so fast with the ball, and that's kind of how all the modern-day point cards are in college basketball, so it's pretty cool. That sounds good. I'm going to have to watch that one. Now, I have yeah. one. I have the last one. White Man Can't Jump. Oh, yeah. Great movie. used to watch oh, that with my dad all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I enjoyed that movie. Um, I saw part of it being filmed in Las Vegas, and uh, I, I could tell you a Rosie Perez story, but I would be embarrassed. So, um, <laughs> But needless to say, when I was a younger guy, I used to think I could get any girl. <laughs> Unfortunately, Unfortunately, I didn't get that one, but it wasn't because I didn't try, but it was just one of those things. What a nice girl she is, though. What a nice group of actors they were. They stayed at our resort, and they were wonderful people, and the whole thing was great, and it was real cool, and I wanted to be an extra, but, you know, it just I, I had a job, and, you know, I, I, it's better to keep me off the camera, if you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, dude, this has been a fun show once again with you. Still there? I am still here. Okay, I, I thought you cut out there. Yeah, no, awesome awesome time. We'll do it again next Monday. I don't know what theme we can go with, but we'll figure that out. Um, just to reiterate, I'm going to be heavy on Jimmy Garoppolo, Emmanuel Sanders tonight in the MVP spot, and then just lock in the usual suspects, you know, that are going to get volume in the flex spot, and then maybe a couple big play guys like DK, well, DK Metcalf should definitely be in your lineup, but maybe Jerron Brown or that other David Moore that we were talking about. And Jacob Hollister, but um, and if Kittle doesn't play, Dwelly, the backup tight end, there's definitely in play. Um, that's pretty much it for me. What are you What are you leaning on tonight's game with the points and everything? You, oh, you're going to take the over and then yeah, potentially going, Seattle. Yeah, I'm going with the over. I'll probably leave the game alone. I have a lot of handicapping to do for next week already. Yeah, don't force a play. I got gotcha. no. You never want to do that. I, I did the game for work. Um, so I was pretty honored by that. But the thing is, is that uh, I never got a good read on that point total. And, and for that reason that we talked about earlier, you know, you, I, I came up with three and a half also. And, and just something, something's not right about that game. But the total, this should be a shootout. And that's the one I'm really leaning toward is that shootout, that number. It's at 47 and a half now. So it was at 49. So, and, and, and the thing is, is that Vegas usually is good at getting both sides of the money. They're not always good at picking the winner or whatever. They don't have to, but usually they're very close. And I think that... Yeah, they know how to draw in money on the sides that they want. Oh, yeah, they're very good at it. They don't build those casinos with winners. Trust me on that. (laughs) Okay, so we have... This is the Win Daily Podcast. He's Nick Bretwish. I'm Phil Nasons. I'll tell you something. I'm thrilled to be the content director here at Win Daily. If you have any questions, find me. Flash at cashwithflash.com. Win Daily Sports is one of the best sports information for DFS and sports handicapping sites anywhere. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's the least expensive of all the premium sites. And they do that for a reason. It's because they don't, they're not really after your money. They're after your success. They want you to succeed. We want you to succeed. That's why we get up early in the morning and do these podcasts. That's why my writers are up till 2 and 3 in the morning bringing you the most current, accurate sports touting information anywhere on the interwebs. $20, $19.99 a month. 
I promise you, you will be, it will be worth it. If you would have just listened to the show yesterday that Nick and David Jones did, you would have cashed. If you'd have read my column and played even one of those bets, you would have paid for your subscription for an entire year. So it's worth it. For Nick Brettwish, I'm Phil Nason. Thanks for listening to the Win Daily Podcast.